Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode three, Lifting the Rug. This is our uh, mental health segment, our mental health part of the lockdown segment. Um, This is actually part one of mental health, where we'll be talking about uh, nursing homes and isolation and all that jazz. So, welcome. Alessia, you can you can speak. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? Um, good to be here on this uh, Friday. Happy weekend. Yep, for sure. After a very hectic week again. Yep, trying to work on my talking into the microphone. Take two. We're pretty much like at this point almost <laughs> really, touching. It's really uncomfortable. But this, yeah. is, this is really weird. <laughs> So it's kind of like awkward, like no one can really talk at the same time anymore because after one person talks, you kind of just got to like back yeah. away. <laughs> kind of really awkward. But we're figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're talking about the mental health um, aspect of things for coronavirus. Very two serious topics. Um, what? Oh. Um. So I just want to touch on a few things before we actually start the talk about what we have researched and kind of anecdotes. Um, the purpose of the lockdown episodes. We kind of want to clear the air because we got some uh, conflicting feedback about what it really is about. Um, we're looking at the overall impact of the initial lockdown and how it affected mental health, economics, and our um, carbon footprint, which we'll get to in a few weeks. But it's going to look at all of those things from different angles. And it's also going to look at those things from um, a time perspective, a timeline perspective. So like starting last March to today, that's what we're looking at. So that's kind of why some of our articles and all of that stuff is a little bit older, because we really want you guys to see the wide span of how much of an impact this has had throughout this entire year um, to kind of give you an overall timeline and paint that picture. And as we're diving into mental health over the next few weeks, it's something that should be taken very seriously. And every story deserves to be told. And the main thing, and it's one of our themes on the show, is to listen, no matter who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in. Everyone deserves to be heard, whether it be about something that you're struggling with um, or it's about your political views. You deserve to be heard, and that's what we're here for. We're here to listen to you and really take it all in, and we hope that you are there as well for that, unless you agree with all the, those points I just made. Yeah, sorry, I'm having some um, problems. <laughs> we're having some reflux issues on the side. <laughs> Um, so today we're focusing, as I said, particularly on the elderly and how um, isolation from their loved ones has affected them, especially the, those who are in nursing homes and who have been locked down since last March. Um, so we decided to go more towards the scholarly journals um, and really capture the more anecdotal nature that these have. So we're looking more about stories that people have told. Um, it gets kind of heartbreaking, so <laughs> it's actually really, really sad to to like watch and listen to all these stories on the news. We also obviously 
have looked at CNN and Fox News just because we use those as like our, um, they're just the main no- news sources, so they're always good. I did hop on Newsmax yesterday, and I oh, was tell very us about impressed. That. Um, so for one of my classes, I have to do like a controversial topic for um, to like write like a whole kind of like it's like a whole project about um, choose a topic. So I chose the coronavirus vaccine. Because there's just so much controversy out right now about people wanting to get it or people not wanting to get it. So I was like, I feel like it's a great time to kind of like dive into it, especially Mm -hmm. with this whole um, segment that we're doing, just to get more information about it. So I hopped on there because I was like, might as well. It's it's like an in-between, like, teacher can't really get like mad if it's like too Republican or too Democratic. It's like an independent news source and unbiased. Yeah, yeah, unbiased. It's independent as well. That's what it says on news. I know, news I know. Mix. I'm just saying. <laughs> she's so just edgy today. <laughs> um, and it was. I loved it actually because it like gave. It, I found the one article that I did look at like in really in depth was. Um, I enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoyed it actually. And usually I'm like very. I'm if like I spacey with them. yeah, or I'm not really like. In, yeah yeah and it was a good very good read cool awesome um we're gonna be doing a whole segment on vaccines too in the future um so yeah like i said we're going the more scholarly journal route we have some the main sources that we use this time around was brookings.edu um they're a great source for progressive uh, sort of articles and all of that kind of stuff. And then JAMA Health Network is also great. That's also a branch of the Brookings Institution. So it's an awesome resource. All scholarly journals, all scholarly articles. Um, and then I took the conservative route. So that's Alessia's stuff. And then this week I'm conservative and uh, more on the lib- or in the uh Republican side. So I decided to use the American Conservative Journal and then Fox News. And then Alessia also touched on some CNN. We also, to tie things together, we have facts directly from the CDC regarding this particular issue, which we'll get to to wrap things up. Um, Wrap things up? We haven't even started. But I'm saying, like, later you can look forward to it. (laughs) Um, And we're also, full disclosure, we're not diving into the Cuomo um nursing home death rate false accusation thing because there's too much too many layers to that and it deserves its own honestly it deserves its own show so there's that (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah we won't dive into that maybe we'll do a segment on that we haven't decided because we could get really upset so (laughs) things could get a little bit um too biased for me on that one um we got a comment about the way that we're citing our articles and just like the way that we're presenting them to you guys so what's really unique about our show is that it's not just a political I I can't explain it it's something that's really never been done before because I've kind of been digging through a lot of podcasts and how they present their news articles especially like the more political ones. And I feel like we don't really fit under a certain category because we're not simply spitting facts of news. We're not really spitting. um, Spitting sounds like a harsh word, but I'm going to use it anyways. 
We're not really like regurgitating. We're not regurgitating facts. We are, but we aren't because we're like talking about them. And we're not really like just an opinion thing either. It's like stories and it's real talk. It's like each other like we're having a conversation and by chance we have a microphone right there. it's like it's to, like, it's it's real people talk. to hear us it's real yeah. talk with politics and opinions thrown in there and some some facts of the, some and... facts and it's a lot but it's it's dealing also with both sides so it's something totally new and totally fresh but we've also we've looked we've listened to a lot of podcasts and really it's just the title of the article where we got the article, the date that it was posted. And just like reflecting on what it and was. And who about. wrote it. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need. So um we're not gonna get too formal with it. And if you're uncomfortable with that, I, I apologize. But um yeah, we're not gonna do that. Sorry. <laughs> not really sorry, actually. Because <laughs> it's just how we're gonna run our show. We can't be dictated on that. So Alessia, I'm gonna have you start. <laughs> I think you can do it. <laughs> no, you really can't. <laughs> she's having some gas. <laughs> no, been, she's having like delusional gas. No, I've had a hard day today. It's not been easy. Okay, day. okay. Well, You're just well I'll let you. Time. I'll let you mull over your notes one more time. No, I'm not gonna even mull over them. She's gonna, like, she's gonna regurgitate whenever. and read them. Whenever I, whenever I need to talk, I'll just start talking. Okay, so I'm gonna start then. So I'm gonna. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> What, are we going to stay here for 20 minutes in silence? Hey. <laughs> okay, serious. This is very serious, actually. Um, so from the American Conservative Journal, this is by Michael Toscano on June 5th, 2020. And the article's called Continue Isolation Will Kill More Elderly. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, his diction is harsh, but it gets to the point in a very, like, bone-chilling kind of way. So I'm going to give you the first quote that kind of made me cringe a little bit, but I have to say it. Um, Endless isolation is inhumane and deadly, period. It is a method of torture, period. A punishment inflicted upon the most depraved, period. It dehumanizes and is the essence of monstrosity. That word is pretty pretty all-encompassing evil. But it gets the point across, and it gets a good start to our conversation. So, uh, obviously, far, far, far thinker of this isn't okay, this needs to stop. The elderly need an outlet of, um, like, you know, not being alone anymore. But at the same time, they need to be safe. Right. So, Which is kind of that, that gray area that no one really knows how to cover or especially so we're going to be talking a lot about the balance the balance of trying to keep everybody safe safe but also like trying not to kill people faster because these numbers that you're about to hear are insane insane okay so um he actually went on to say that he quote he referred to a 360-page study by the National Academy of, um, of Health Science. And he says, if loneliness doesn't kill you, it ruins you. This is an interesting point. It suppresses the immune system, making one more susceptible to illnesses. 
It increases blood pressure, putting one at risk of heart attack. It causes brain damage, increases the potential for dementia, which we'll dive into, stirs depression and anxiety, and drives suicide. So he has some hard facts that this does, like being isolated, especially in a like in an elderly state. Like yeah. you're old. You know what I mean? Like that's, you sound ageist, but like it's true. But like you're you know, like your condition isn't the same as when you were twenty years old already. So now mm-hmm. you're depriving yourself of all of that from like interacting with people and being active. Your chances of something happening. Are, and you're suppressing your immune system even more. He's right. So that's a whole other thing. We'll have, um, we'll talk more about masking and stuff because there's a lot, there's a lot on that. But there's a lot of controversy of is this going to help us or is this just going to make us sicker later by masking? Yeah. Because now all of a sudden we're not being, um, like, we're not around all the germs. We're not we exposed yeah. to anything anymore. So my grandmother, she grew up with us. She's a great example. She grew up with us. So she's had all these viruses before because she's always been attacked by like kids viruses because we all go (laughs) to school. But her immune, she's solid as a horse. Like any old person. No, she is like there's no denying it. Even as like just like old, like she's older. But her being so like in her house now for so long, she caught something very fast. Mm -hmm. Remember, she got that that virus really, really quick. And she was down. She's never really been down. So that makes me wonder, okay, great, you're masking, whatever, but what happens when the mask comes off? And that's what they don't want to do because they don't want all all these other germs and bacteria have been building up that. Yeah. So then all these old people, when they do start having visitors, it's going to be worse. So we'll talk a little bit about the story. There's a Florida's doing a really good job. I know. It's hard to believe. Everybody thinks Florida's like a monster. We'll talk about that, too. It's disgusting. (laughs) It's gross. Florida's doing a great job with their nursing homes. They are, they have been, since July, slowly letting people come to the foyer or come to, you know, they have, like, all these. common areas. They have beautiful protocols, guidelines, PPE, all of the things, but it's making them um, be able to see their loved ones at least twice a week in multiple nursing homes around Florida. That's crazy to me. And I think we should be doing that here. Anyways, um, we'll go to the next article. Um, unless you want to say something about your article. Um, I, I, let I you- guess so. <laughs> so I actually thought that the name of this uh, new, or network was I call it JAMA. JAMA. I call it JAMA. I thought it was JAMA, but... I call it I don't JAMA know Health. <laughs> Anyways... So this article comes from uh, JAMA Network, and it's by Jennifer Abasi. Mm-hmm. Abasi, Abasi. Yeah. Published on um, July sixteenth, twenty twenty, and um, the title is uh, "Social Isolation: The COVID, the Other COVID Nineteen Threat in Nursing Homes," and it was about basically in early July, uh, long term care. Insiders said many older adults in homes without going strict social isolation had increased depression, anxiety, worsening dementia, and failure to thrive, like Miranda was saying. And um, a quote that Lori um, had pulled out, that I had pulled out of the article was, the physical and 
psychological well-being of residents has been tremendously impacted by the isolation and restriction. Lori Smetanka, JD Executive Director of the Advocacy Group, National Consumer Voice of Quality Long-Term Care, said in an email. And then so that was sent in an email. Yeah, that was um, that wasn't the author himself. It was a sent in an email um that was included in the, to the email. Yeah. Okay. And then in late June, um, the center, the centers of Medicare and Medicaid services clarified that lockdown nursing homes could be creative with communal activities like book clubs, movies, bingos, um and for outdoor family visits, even if they took place in facility parking lots. However, but the CMS emphasizes that precautions, including personal protection and social distancing, should be taken, obviously, because they're obviously older people that haven't been exposed to all these new germs and, and, you know, bugs that little kids pick up by accident. That's what I think people think when um, they hear, like, Florida's loosening the reins of no they're just being they're smart. being smart and they're allowing these people to not have mental breakdowns and not die of yeah. dementia earlier than they were or supposed die to. of depression right because guess what all these old people like granny it was a great example like she just let like even if it's like just like a simple like five minute phone call phone call yeah but guess what a lot of these old people need the nursing homes they have these like telephones and half the time these telephones that are like Mm-hmm. Still plugged in the wall, don't work. Right. Like, not everyone has an iPad yeah, or like an iPhone exactly. that they can FaceTime their grandkids. I don't know. Um. So yeah, and then um. Yeah, I'll go to the last one. And then research suggests um the restrictions could have serious health implications. A uh, national act, National Academy's report on older adults released earlier this year concluded that social isolation can hasten. Premature. Hasten. 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 Okay. Change my mind. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, premature death from all causes with a mortality risk potentially on par or even greater than factors like smoking and obesity. That That's one, crazy. That, that kind of scared That was like, whoa. Because you know the amount of people per year that die of obesity and because of smoking like so now loneliness is not, part of yeah, that factor because How we're not scary. letting our old relatives socially distance and see see us a lot of people are going to listen to this and just be like they're old they can't no. handle the virus no that's not they true. can't handle not seeing us and anymore. guess what they have probably gone through so much more than any of us yeah have. they've gone through wars people this is literally they <laughs> conservative article this no, is no that was a cnn article no 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 it's not cnn no i mean jama jama sorry this is jama bad. network from brookings.edu which is I a meant, progressive site slash pretty it's a pretty yeah. liberal site so this is like this is these are cold facts that's scary and it just it just shows you like wow just read, read um you want me to keep going um just read this top one and then you can get okay that one. and then a quote that also came from there was um, it was by Christina Brugard, Brugard, mm-hmm. I think Brugard. Although window visitation allows residents to see their families, it does not provide the same positive impact as hand-holding, a gentle embrace, or other physical forms of affection and communication. Um, 
And then for many residents, uh, communal dining and daily visits from family members or paid caregivers had been triggered to eat. Without those family faces and routines, some residents refused to eat and lost weight. So, I mean, (laughs) yes, in the first part, how she's saying that these visitations aren't the same. But, I mean, at least they're seeing their family. But the part uh, about some of these people are so used to seeing, like, okay, maybe they're daughter that comes every day and live on routine yeah and they eat lunch with them every single day or at least monday wednesday friday now they're not and now they're not eating because they're not allowed to even go not even one family member that one like because i remember when my grandpa was in the nursing home my mom would go every single almost every single day to eat lunch with him or eat breakfast with him because he was used to having one of us be sitting at the breakfast table or lunch table with him when we when he lived with us that's such a blessing. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, or like we would go, all go and like just have like dessert with him or like dinner. Like it was like, like cake. there was always some someone there for yeah. at least one meal a day. Right. And like now all these, all of a sudden people are not eating and these old people can't afford to not eat. <laughs> like they're probably in awful condition because of like either like they can't like, first of all, if you're in a nursing home, you're like most of the time these floors are like, very, very old, 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 old people. Yeah, they're very or very frail. sick. Very frail, Or people yeah. that are in recovery. Because I remember right. Nona was in it when he had rehab. And, he was at the and Uncle home John home. has been in it before, yeah. yeah, and then they're either really sick or they're coming off of something that was really like, detrimental. Like a, like a sniff idea. Yeah. And it's like, now all of a sudden, like, these people need to be eating. They need to be having their happiness. Yeah, like, now you're, you're... And now you're taking away all of their joy all of their nutrition like they're so old people i just remember this my grandfather was so routine like yes. routine was his was his jam. like he couldn't live without his routine and i've taken on that very badly <laughs> like you yeah you are pretty bad but the, it's it's okay because it's it's what they're used to it's what they thrive on so all of a sudden now you're telling an old person who's like let's say on the borderline of having dementia or having some memory loss issues and you take away their daughter who comes in every morning to, like, prepare the breakfast just so or prepare the dinner just so. And now you're taking away that part of them. Guess what? They're going to be less interested in doing anything because that big part of their day is gone. And they're like, where did it go? And then they don't want to remember anymore. They don't want it. They don't want it. So that kind of goes into my second article that I found. This came from Fox News, um, and it's by Robert Sherman. It's titled, Mental Health Experts Warn of Isolation's Devastating Effects Amid Pandemic. And it was published January 26, 2021. It is a heartbreaking story about Rita Thomas. She was 95 and um, how it affected her mental health. So... It says she was a true socialite whose mind remained sharp as a tack throughout her entire life. This was her 90. She was 95. She could constantly be found mingling with friends and playing cards or bingo at her assisting living facility. But, quote unquote, temporary became indefinite for lockdown. Eventually, the card game stopped. The bingo games were no more. And Rita was forced to eat all three meals a day in her own room. That's so depressing. <laughs> Without social interaction and the ability to see her loved ones, Rita 
Rita's health became began to decline rapidly. This was really, really sad. Her daughter, Nan, said, quote, I saw this woman who was pastier than I am, end quote, and dot, dot, dot. Her hair was long and the way she would have and the way that she would have hated it. She had she was skin and bones and she was just standing there. She would put her hand up to wave, but it was like she was a shell of a person. It wasn't even my mother. It was someone I didn't even recognize, end quote. And then this is really sad. She actually penned a letter in her notebook before right before she died. Um, said, quote, I'd give anything to see my family at least once more. I know it's so sad, <laughs> but not not at this change. Trying to decide if I should go, end quote. So from there, she finally made the decision. I don't want to live. She told her. Um, this is Nan, her daughter. She told my sister, I decided I'm going to stop eating because I can't do this anymore. And she passed away September 2020 in her in her living room. So they- guess, this is where I don't understand. If you see your mother is in such critical condition and you see that. Um, well, so part of the article is they did pull her out of the nursing home. Okay. okay. Like the, after that visit. Um, I just didn't mention it, but yeah, so she died in her, in her, um, daughter's living room, but still like to get to that point of just like, I can't live anymore. She needs to, she wanted to see her friends too. Like she wanted to be with her grandkids. Believe it or not, old people are more social than we think they are. Oh my God. They go to their bingo. They go. Oh my God. Bingo every Sunday. Hello. They go, they have their like social gatherings. They have their church girls, you know. The town girls, their walking girl, you know, they guys, whatever. I don't know. I just think of like little old ladies, but I know, like, same. Nice and stuff. <laughs> but isn't that so sad? Yeah, that was so sad. Moment of silence for Miss Rita. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, don't laugh. I'm not. I'm not laughing. You're terrible. Well, <laughs> I was trying to be a serious moment, and she's just like, <laughs> "That was you." You're like mm-hmm. her face. Okay, seriously though, I'm I'm really sorry, and I'm so sorry for all of or any of you who have lost um, a loved one to mental health, especially an elderly. After all this time, to have them die because they feel that isolated or mm-hmm. their dementia progresses so rapidly, like that's so devastating and so counterintuitive of what we're what we're supposed to be doing here. So, yeah, um, yeah, you can. You can Okay, so my article was, um, this was my CNN article, the one that I actually, by accident, mentioned earlier <laughs> instead of the JAM article. But anyway, so CNN tackled this issue with a heartwarming story by Rosa Flores and Dennis Royal entitled, For Seniors in Some Care Centers, Loosen COVID-19 Rules Mean Actual Hugs and... What the heck did you write? What? Oh, my God. And respite. And a respite from isolation. That's a word, sister. Yeah, I've never in college. My bad. <laughs> Anyways, respite from isolation on, COVID, on October 11th, October 1st, 2020. I am so sorry. You're a little cross-eyed today. <laughs> yeah, you think? Anyway, um, so this story was about uh, Vittorio... Shit on it. <laughs> um, hey. He's an 82-year-old um, 
his mother, 82-year-old mother, Elizabeth um, Chedone, <laughs> had walked between some hedges and was standing as close as she could to the window that separated her from the love of her life. Aww. The temperature that day, her daughter recalled, was 92 degrees. A painful silence filled the humid air. Isn't that so sad? Yeah. Um, more than this six months. This is CNN, months, guys. Just yeah. a little disclosure. More than I said that already. <laughs> more than six months into the pandemic, a handful of states still don't allow visitors. Most states, including Florida, however, have recently eased restriction to allow limit limited visitation. The rule mm-hmm. change has made for heartwarming reunions. Um, the vis- the visitation rules are strict. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, but Labenthal <laughs> had to make an appointment, um, pass a health screening with a temperature check, and dress in full personal protection equipment uh, for PPE, all before a staff member escorted him to Arlene's room. Um, yeah. So for Victoria Cerrone, the uh, window visit with her family eventually grew too painful. Um. She stood there beyond the hedges. She began to see how the image of the successful businessman and world traveler that she remembered was fading away. Uh, he was losing weight, becoming mm-hmm. agitated, depressed, and confused. FaceTime visits were also too confusing. And then, uh, quote, dementia patients can't understand FaceTime. They need touch. They have to have face-to-face, have human-to-human touch, Chironi said. Um, it would take six months for Florida to ease the visitation rules. Uh, quote, I gave him a giant hug. I didn't let him go. Quote, Chidona recalled on their in-person reunion. Another quote, I just told him I loved him. Quote, um, Vittorio Chidona closed his eyes. His daughter remembered and cried in silence. That was like, oh my God. (laughs) So, I just want to, like, touch on the human touch part of yeah. things. I'm a nurse, so I know about certain models that we use for what makes a human survive. Okay? It's called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Physiological needs are first. Breathing, all those things. And that's where coronavirus becomes an issue, right? But right above it is safety needs and then above that is loving and belonging that's physical touch that's a proven model that people need that just as much as they need air to breathe and i just quoted five feet apart yes i did (laughs) (laughs) of course you did um so yeah so i just wanted to mention that and i also wanted to mention from my third and last article on fox news published september 17th um, by julia musto coronavirus isolation killing thousands of Alzheimer's patients. This is insane. Um, Analysis of federal data from from the CDC and prevention reveals that more than 134,200 people have passed away from diseases like Alzheimer's since the corona pandemic gripped the nation. Um, So that's a huge number. So I know I don't have very much to compare it to, but pretty astounding that's since march so um why don't you wrap it up with your cdc and then we'll be good to go and then so this is my final article and it actually comes directly from the cdc as marina just said 
It was posted on November 4th, 2020, entitled Loneliness and Social Isolation Linked to Serious Health Conditions. Um, Social isolation significantly increased a person's risk of premature death from all cause, a risk that may may reveal those of smoking, obesity, and physical inactivity. Social isolation was associated with about 50% increased risk of dementia. Um, Poor social relationships that characterized by social isolation or loneliness was associated with a 29% increase of heart heart disease and 32% increase of stroke. Loneliness among heart failure patients was associated with near nearly four time increase of four time increased risk of death, 68% increased risk of hospitalization and 57% increase of emergency department visits. Um and loneliness was also associated with higher rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide. Which, I mean, this is the CDC, folks. Yeah. They're, it can't get any more unbiased than that. There are, there's no it's just denying pure those facts. facts. You can't say that's not true because we're here yeah. and this is it. Um, so I really want every, I, the, our mission today is to just make sure that everybody understands the gravity um, obviously, COVID has a gravity to it. It's undeniable. It's everywhere. But we're trying to bring shed light to something that's not talked about as much. So I hope that we did that today. And I hope that we shed light on a population that's really not talked about as much, especially in New York State, um, because of a certain man that I won't mention that he thinks he's... You already mentioned him 12 <laughs> times. I don't like him. So <laughs> in case anybody didn't realize by my tone. Um, so yeah, next week we will do, um, teenage stuff. Yeah, we actually were going to split this segment in half, but it turned out we, we needed all the information in one segment. It just flowed better that way. Yeah, Uh so I apologize if it's longer. Um, you feel free to, you know, stop and listen and all that jazz, but we just really wanted to jam as much, um, fact, fact, fact as we possibly could Could. because these are people's stories these are people's lives so and guess what they're they might most of these people and elderly are still i mean a good amount of them are still kicking and living i mean a 109 year old nun just survived coronavirus yeah i mean guess what their (laughs) mental health is definitely not mental health is one of the most important things in our world today and it's just you would never think that it would affect so many old people. Like but you has. would, you would never think that it it was it wouldn't be talked about as much. Yeah, be, especially, especially with, with the state of our world is yeah. so like left right now, and they it just claims to be more mental health focused. So we want to bring it all together, and that's what we did today. So we're happy that we got to chat with you guys about this. Um, and yeah, next week we're gonna be doing. Um, teenagers especially about school reopenings and then the week after that we're hoping to have a guest star that's going to be a surprise oh guest star who is um, it it's a surprise we're going to announce it next week oh great uh, i think it's a surprise to alessia too no she i know who it is i'm not stupid <laughs> um yeah it's going to be so much fun and she can't wait to oh it's a she i, I just closed that much <laughs> uh to share a really really heartwarming story it's going to wrap up our mental health uh part of our segment for sure 
Um, so yeah, please comment, subscribe, tell us your info, share, copy, li- <laughs> please, please, um, continue to give us feedback because we did take that feedback and we did address it earlier in the thing and we think we did a good job of that. But if we didn't, let us know. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys have a great weekend and a great start to your next week. Yeah. Have a good one. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.